We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Zela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zela Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzela.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us. Well, hello and welcome to Sweet Salem Moments Podcast. Today is episode three, When the Mountains Fall Into the Sea. We're starting, we started looking at Psalm 46 on our first episode and only dissected verse 10. Today, we're going to go back and look at the whole psalm. Here's Sharon to read it to us. Hey friends, as I read you this beautiful psalm again today, would you listen carefully for the word Selah? And when you hear it, just stop and think about what I just read. I'll pause and think with you. Then we'll go on to the next dance of the psalm, which would have been sung in ancient days. This is a psalm to hold you steady in the very hardest of times. Psalm 46. To the chief musician, a psalm of the sons of Korah, a song for Alamoth. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. You know, this psalm has huge significance to me, Nicole, because of 911, mm. way back in the day, yeah. September 11th. I think everybody that was living there and five years old or above remembers that day. Absolutely. I was praying in my house with a moms and prayer group for the Christian school where my husband teaches, Portsmouth Christian. And we were a moms and prayer group, and we were in the middle of prayer, and the rule in moms and prayer is when you're praying, you just stay praying. Mm. And the phone rang. And I cannot tell you to this day why I answered that phone. Because the phone had rung before, and I've never picked it up. We were praying. I picked it up. And it was my Aunt Nancy, and she said, turn on the TV now. Mm. And so... I did, and all of us crowded around the TV, and and we saw the second plane go into Mm. the tower. We'd missed the first plane. And immediately, because we were mothers, we wanted to go to the school and be with our kids. And thankfully, it was a Christian school, so we could. So we went to the school, we talked to the principal of the Mm. high school and said, how can we serve you? How can we help? And that's when they told us that Tom McGinnis 
the father of two of the students at our school had been in that second plane. And that the mom was on the way over to tell her children that their daddy had died. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So classes were sort of suspended, Mm. and we had the freedom to go and pray with these kids. And so we were there when the news was broken, and of course the whole school was torn up doubly because we knew somebody involved, you know. And I, I didn't... I didn't have all the words. You know what I mean? I mean, what do you say to a teenager whose best friend's daddy just died in that way? So I turned to Psalm 46. And I will forever associate this psalm with that event because it was perfect for it. It says, though the mountains fall into the sea, though everything is chaos, God is still with us even then. And it wasn't any personal word I said Mm. that helped. It was God's word that helped because he was still with us. And um, that that psalm has come to mean the world because of that. And I've loved it ever since, and I think it's a great psalm in times of crisis. How about you? Where were you on 911? (laughs) Let's see. I was a freshman in high school. Um, We were also, I was at a Christian school as well. And I didn't think about it till you had mentioned today about going and praying at the school and what a blessing that was at the time to be in a place where our first reaction was to pray and to gather and support each other. So yes. that was really that was really neat. Um, we all went up to the lounge and turned the big TV on and just kind of sat there and watched. So they let you was, watch the TV they did. too? Yeah, wow. they did. Wow. But it was just terrifying as a young person to, you hear of evil, but you don't really think it's going to happen or... Right. And then it happens in your own country, and it's just yes. it's heartbreaking. And really. it happened repeatedly, because yes. then you had those two, and then you had the almost Pentagon one where the yeah. plane crashed in Pennsylvania, and you wonder what's going to be next. Right. And your friends are worried if their family works, you know. So there was a couple people um, that had family they were members they were concerned of, but we didn't have anyone that lost anyone, uh-huh. so yeah. it must have been very yeah. difficult to have to... It was so hard. And our two daughters, Ray had just gotten out of the military and was now teaching at Portsmouth Christian. Their first response was, Mama, is Daddy going to have to go to war? Because they'd already seen their daddy in a war, the Persian Gulf War. And so they were thinking he'd have to go back. So Mm. this is a psalm for times when things go nuts. (laughs) And and on the news, any day of the week, you can get yourself in a place where you need to read Psalm 46. (laughs) Because things don't stay stable like you want them to. Earthquakes happen. You know? Illness happens. You're just going along fine, and all of a sudden you've got pancreatic cancer, and you're given two months to live. A car accident happens. We we think we have control, but we do not. <laughs> Life is full of the unexpected, and a psalm that was written by whoever the sons of Korah are millennia ago still speaks mm. because the human condition has not changed. It's still there. So I, I just have a few things that I wanted to share from this first section of yeah. the psalm uh, that I learned from it. Number one, when calamity hits, God is the refuge and strength. God. No one else. Tall buildings can fall down. Uh, the, the ground can literally swallow you like those sinkholes. That always freaks me Aren't out. I'm terrifying? like, I do not want to go to places with sinkholes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just seems really awful to me. But, you know, anything can happen. But wherever we end up, God is there. Mm. And he's the only one that is. Nothing else is solid. Even the ground beneath our feet is not. So when calamity hits, 
God is the refuge. God is the strength. And that's why this psalm was what calmed us that day, because it reminded us of the truth that no matter what happens, he's there. So that's number one. And number two, I liked the word present. He is a very present help. He's there with you in the midst. It's not like God watches from a distance and catches up with us later. Yeah. He's there. Mm-hmm. And we've heard testimony after testimony of people in concentration camps that, that sensed God's presence there. And I've had times when I felt so lost and alone, but when I've cried out to him, I knew he was there. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. In fact, I could remember one time where... I pictured myself as a two-year-old because they're pretty helpless, right? right? <laughs> and I felt pretty helpless. And I pictured like I was in this strange city and everything was crazy. And I just lifted my little hand up and pictured my strong Father God hand holding me oh, and thinking, picture. you're present. And, yeah. and I kind of had my hand up going, just hold me, take me through this. I don't know what to do, but if you're present with me, I can I can, can handle this. it, yeah. you know. So so when calamity hits, God's the only refuge and strength, and He's a present help. He's there in it. Um, I just love verses two and three. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. Okay, so if the whole earth is removed, like we're in really deep right. trouble unless we know Christ. <laughs> and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, mm. and I think the psalmist chose mountains because mountains. I mean, they stay mountains, right? Right. They don't For centuries. Much, right? <laughs> They're just there, right? So if they ever went into the sea, whoa, that would be crazy. Although its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Mm. And then, Selah. It's like the sons of Korah needed to give super bad examples of the worst things that could happen <laughs> to drive home the point that God will always be there. So, but what an odd place to put a sila, Nicole, after that section. Why, why do you think that was where they wanted us to stop? I know, I don't, I wouldn't want to stop there. That's terrifying. <laughs> I want to move on to the good part after reading that. Um, maybe to just ponder all of those end of the world circumstances and just kind of see like, oh yeah, bad things could really get really bad. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of wait and go, now what? Now what? It's like you're holding your breath like, okay, what now? Right. Right, I think that's it. And it starts, it's introduced with God as the refuge and strength. Mm. But then it goes on to all these terrible things and then stops us right there. Oh, I like that. It's like we know God is. And then life comes and bad things come. And do we remember afterward, like, okay, now what? I know he's good, but life is bad, so... How does that work? Right. Right, exactly. And this is one reason I just am so thankful for the Word of God, the way it's written. Mm. It's written truthfully. God's our present strength, but mountains fall into the sea. Right. Daddies die. Mm. You know, I mean, horrible things happen. But God is still our refuge and strength. And I think that first sila is just to sort of simmer in that place for a minute of receiving the fact that bad things can happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't know. When we get to heaven, perhaps we'll meet up with the sons of Korah. Right. I, I actually... <laughs> Why is this here? Think of that all the time. I think of all the things I want to ask that great cloud of witnesses that have gone before me. Oh, I know. You know? Yes. I just say so. Have my notebook with me. <laughs> exactly. So the Sela thing. What is this? You what know? See? Yeah. So, okay. So we've got this calamity thing going on. And mm-hmm. then we've got the break. We've got the pause, the stop. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're totally removed from the chaos for a minute in mm-hmm. verse four. So let me read this next section. 
says, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Okay, so we've gone from chaos to, yay, happy river, city. (laughs) The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She Mm. shall not be moved. That city of God, unlike any earthly city or tall towers, Mm, she will not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. So that's a fun little passage, Nicole. Does anything strike you from the middle section? Oh my goodness. I love the verse that God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. Just that that's a good place to sit and kind of marinate for a while. Like, wow, God is within the city of Jerusalem too. We could even say that God is within us and we will not be moved because God is within us. And that just because you kind of goosebumps. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Because you've just heard about all these catastrophes, and yet there is a place that cannot be touched. Right. If the earth moves underneath my feet, God is my foundation. He is my solid place. I don't have to fear. Mm-hmm. Exactly amazing. so. Exactly so. And there is a place to come where where there's some river that runs through the city of God that makes... <laughs> Everybody glad. You're right. <laughs> and I kind of needed gladness after all that doom, you know? Yeah, and sort of the encouragement that as bad as it gets here, that's not the end of the story. Mm. It's the middle. The ending is good. The ending is beautiful. In fact, I often picture that river because you see it in Daniel. You see it in Revelation. There's mm. some kind of stream coming out from the throne room. And on either side, there's there's trees that don't lose their leaves and have fruits oh, wow. and stuff. Yeah. And I just kind of imagine it and think, the Grand Canyon's beautiful. The ocean is beautiful. All the things that God has made now are beautiful. But Daniel saw and John saw something even beautifuler, which I am well aware is not a word, but it just fits. (laughs) And when you see that, every hard thing will sort of melt away in the gladness of the finality of of living with God when he dwells among us. You know, it's just so happy that God um, is able to do that. Mm. And so we're comforted because even though he is strong enough to make the earth melt, which does say he yes. uttered his voice, the earth melted. Okay, so that's strong. That's pretty strong. I feel strong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and that would sort of eliminate all of us in right. this world. So there is a city of God whose rivers make the city glad. We're really glad that if the earth melts, there's somewhere else to go. Right. <laughs> Um, and he'll be with us there. Mm. He's with us now. He's with us there. Oh, and to have that hope in the middle of the earth being melted and the nations raging is such such a beautiful yes. gift from him. Yes. And I think sometimes when you're in a dark place, you have to remember that this isn't the end. Yes. Because despair is when you turn your back on everything mm. because you're just in this pit and you forget that There's it's not more. the end of the story. Right. And we know the end. We know we it. We remember the ending. Yeah. 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 And not lose heart. And I also have this fun thing with the God of Jacob mm. because it's so personal. Mm. It's not just general God, it's Jacob's God. You yeah. know? There's also, he is the God of Nicole. He's the God of Sharon. Yeah. And I love that it's not just this general Lord of hosts, but also a specific man's God that a he worshiped. God. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that neat? That and amazing. so you go from the Lord of hosts and a host 
of angels. Mm. He's in charge of angelic beings, so big God, to Jacob's God. And they're both true about him, That's you know. Amazing. So I kind of, I kind of like thinking of both those things. Yeah. So, and angels are always, I don't know, fascinating to me because whenever anybody sees an angel, they fall down as though dead. Yes. Right. And the first thing they have to say is, "Don't be afraid." Yes. Yeah. Before the <laughs> message, time, right? it's like, "Whoa!" So <laughs> don't, stop shaking. Don't be afraid. Right? <laughs> like, oh. Just be calm. This is a good thing. This is not a bad thing. Right. <laughs> so, so if he's Lord of all of them, yeah, he's big. Yeah, exactly. That's big. <laughs> so I love that. So anyways, okay, last verse in the stanza. Um, not last verse in the stanza, last, last section in the psalm <laughs> is, let me find it here. Okay. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. Mm-hmm. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then that refrain again. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. So now we've gone from the the trauma of the first stanza to the, hey, but that's not the end of the story. We have a city of God. We have a God who's with us no matter what. Right. And now we're sort of seeing kind of the end of the world there when he's he's stopping wars and ceasing and Jesus is going to reign, I think. What do you think as you read that? Yeah, I thought he's making desolation on the earth and he's making the wars to cease. I just love, I love the part... Because be still and know that I am God is a fairly common verse that we all love. And I just love that it's right in the middle of all of this, though. Like, he's in the middle of breaking the bows and cutting the spears and chariots are burning. And be still. Like, that's him doing all of that. Like, he is God. Oh, I, I love just that love thought. that. I love where it's put in the psalm. Yeah. He is doing it so we can be still. Yeah. Ha. Huh. Yes, exactly it's okay. right. We're seeing all this happening. Yeah. We don't have to be afraid yeah. it's from God. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it's the apex of the whole thing. Mm. All these things are happening around us, out of our control. Mm. Just be still. Right, and let him do his work. Let us. him do it. Yeah. That's right. And trust that the ending will be good. Right. Even if the middle is breaking your heart. Exactly. And he's breaking his heart right along with you in the sense that God mm. weeps with those that weep. I know. I love that verse. That brings such comfort. It does, doesn't it? I, he's there with us. I mean, he knew when he was going to um, raise Lazarus from the dead that Lazarus was going to walk out of the grave. Yeah. But first he wept. Mm-hmm. I've always thought, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for showing us. Yeah. yeah. That even though you knew the answer was going to be good, that didn't mean you were happy about everybody's misery yeah. you cried it still hurt it still hurt yeah. and you got it and you you grieved with these dear sisters that mm. wanted their brother alive yeah. uh, you paused to hurt with us and i think that is the kindest thing for god to do it i really is, do yeah. so we can be still we can trust him and know that he is god so now, how about this knowing thing? How do we know that he is God? What are the things we do in our lives that th- that solidify that knowing? Hmm. I think that's an interesting thought. That is, because we say it, but do we really understand? I think, I think for me it's been in the, in the hard times, in the trouble, seeing God in it. Sometimes not in the moment always, but looking back. You look back and see where God has brought us. And you go, oh, 
I see God through this. Like, oh, he was there. I knew he was there. Uh-huh. And I see yeah. his hand working through even the bad. And he uses the bad and he turns it into something good. He does. He redeems so many he does. He hard never wastes things. our pain. And I just he never think that's does. such a beautiful thing yeah. that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the McGinnis' story, mm. Cheryl McGinnis, when she came in to tell her children that their daddy had died, mm. she said it so beautifully and simply. I, God just gave her the words. She just yeah. said, kids, Jesus chose to take daddy home today. Oh, wow. Isn't that just the sweetest such a beautiful way to, way to say it? it. Yeah. So even even in her incredible grief, mm. she was um, speaking truth about who God was. Right. She didn't God numbered her husband's despair. days. Yeah. The Bible says all our days are numbered. Some babies, like some of my grandbabies, were miscarried, and they had very short number of days. Mm. But God had numbered them too, and God had numbered everybody in nine one one's days. Um, and and we could trust that Jesus had brought him home. So, mm-hmm. I think living in that reality of that was um, what she needed to do for the kids' right. sake. I really do. And then the knowing of God, she knew him well enough to know he he had her husband. Right. 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 I remember when Ray was in the Persian Gulf War, we were in Germany, and Catherine was six and Mary was four. And one day, Catherine looked at me and said, "Mama." Is Daddy gonna die? Oh wow! That's I know. A big question for, for a, a six-year-old yeah. with a four-year-old with her little thumb in her mouth yeah. listening in. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, what do I say? Yeah. So I chose the truth because what if he did die? And I said, oh no, Daddy won't die, and he did. Furthermore, it would have been a lie. Mm. Um. So I said, yeah, he might die, honey, but if he dies, he'll be home with Jesus, mm. and we can trust that if that happens, God will give us strength to keep going. So, but you have to know God well enough that you can say that and believe it. And how do we know God? We spend time with Him. Mm, I think that's the thing. We study the the names of God, who He says He is, that He's a shepherd, that He's a light, that He guides our paths, that He's gentle, that He's trustworthy. Mm. All these things help us know Him. And the more we know Him, the more we can trust when hard things happen, mm, I think. Absolutely. Well, God brought that psalm to your mind. In the yes, middle of 9 11. So I think if you don't have that foundation beforehand, when trouble does come, you're kind of left floundering. Like yes. when you're in a, an intense situation, you don't always grab for your Bible, but it's the words that he's put into your heart. It's the words you've memorized that he brings up, and you're like, oh, I remember reading that, and now this is, I understand it. You and know what? Applicable. That's true. He brings yeah. them back to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. When, when Ray was in the Persian Gulf War, we had just moved to Germany, so mm. I didn't know the language. I hadn't even got my driver's license when they told him that he was going from Germany to Kuwait. I'm like, oh, oh my wow. goodness, I better learn the German signs, you know? Yeah, oh wow. Umleitung, <laughs> which means either one way or detour or something. Oh, no. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> but at the time, I needed to know what those signs were to those pass my German driving right. test. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be going down one-way streets the wrong way. Oh, gosh. So, um, <laughs> so it was a really scary time for me, and I was in a new place. Mm. I had never lived overseas before. And I was in these really ugly, concrete, huge apartments, yeah. uh, not that pretty at all. And every night there were soldiers walking with guns guarding us. When I'd go out to walk my dogs from nowhere, these guys would come and stand beside me oh, wow. to protect me. And I'm like comforting and frightening all at the same time. Yeah. That 
that they're needed out here. And like when we entered the base, they'd put uh, mirrors on sticks underneath the car to make sure a bomb oh, had wow. not been planted in my car while I was off base. Oh my goodness. So scary time. Yeah. In conclusion, scary yes. time. <laughs> Husband sitting where scud missiles were falling near him yeah. and soldiers protecting me because of terrorism even back then. So wow. yeah, not fun. Mm-mm. But there was one thing that didn't change and that was actually the quiet time. And it was my salvation because God is my salvation. Mm -hmm. Everything else had changed, but I still sat on the corner of the couch and I still had my cup of tea and I still did that thing every morning. And it made all the difference in the world because I didn't get wrapped up in watching the news and every two seconds trying to see um, if the missile had fallen right on his base or near his base. Mm. I had friends that never went to bed, Nicole. They just sat on the couch and watched TV. I was going to say, that can drive you to insanity. Oh, just my waiting goodness. for this horrible yeah. thing to happen. Yeah. yeah. The oh, nerves. Wow. So uh, to start the day with him mm. and and just believe that whether Ray died or lived, I'd be okay because of God. Yeah meant that I could cope and I could be a mama to those two little girls at a hard time. So, But if I hadn't had that discipline established, right. I don't think I would have said, oh, I think I'll start my quiet time discipline. You know, it would have been harder yeah. because there were already so many frightening, strange things going on. So I'm just so thankful that I had that. And I'm really thankful Ray came back from the Persian Gulf War (laughs) just fine. (laughs) But that was kind of my mountain falling into the sea, to lose my husband to war and to not know what the end results would be. So it's really a hard time. Grateful, grateful for the God word of carried God. You through that, yeah. and that you had that the habit built in, so it was there. Your was rock there. was your place to go to was already established. Right, right. it wasn't God the news; it right. was God's word. Yes, right. which yeah. was way more stabilizing. Oh yeah, so I'm sure. much more stable. <laughs> news is terrible to watch. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you who are listening today, I suspect you have had a few mountains fall into the sea too. We all do, mm. and I am sorry for whatever your particular grief has been. And I'm so happy to tell you that if you know Jesus, he's weeping with you. He is the kind, good God who hurts when you hurt and who loves you so much. And I'm glad to tell you that you're in the middle of your story and not the end. The end, if you've asked him to be your Lord and Savior, is good. And you will be glad. And perhaps we'll meet up there if we haven't met down here by that stream that evidently is a really happy one. (laughs) And enjoy being together there again. So don't lose hope, friend. Just sit at his feet. Tell him when you're upset with him. Tell him when you're unhappy. But go to him. Go to him in the crises and know that he is a very present help there. Let me pray for you. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are not just uh, here in the good times, but you are with us in trauma. God, we don't understand why things are allowed, but we do know you are good. We do know that you are a comforter, and we do know that you have prepared something beautiful for us in the future. So, Father, give hope and strength to whoever's listening today. Comfort them, wrap them in your big Abba Father arms. 
Draw them ever closer to yourself, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, we're so glad you joined us today. We would love to hear from you. We hope a tip or two from this show today has spurred you to meet with God, the God who loves you. Write us on our show notes and be sure to follow us and share us with your friends. Next time, we're going to talk about the busyness addiction and how to break it. Join us for episode four, How to Stop the Busy. I cannot wait for next time because I need this one. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. Sweet Zela Moments is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Zela Ministries. More information about this podcast, including show notes, can be found at sweetzela.org and at wordradio.net. Thank you for joining us.